Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Sunday night blessing time. Thank you for coming by. Glad to have you on board. Sunday night's a special time that we like to talk about the good things of the Lord. It's <clears throat> been a busy week. Had a big day yesterday with um, sought out at Warm Beach. Second time we've <clears throat> gathered there and uh, had a spiritual time for eight hours. What a what a time it was, and we'll do it again. Okay. Well, let's jump right into some thoughts. If you're new to our broadcast, hang around. God brought you here for a reason. Something good is going to drop into your spirit today. I know. I know it's true. Now, if you haven't, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, like me on Facebook, all those good things we remind you of every day. If you haven't done it, thank you for doing it today. Well, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence versus the mind of Christ. If you haven't kept up with some of the news, let me just give you a, you know, the short version. Artificial intelligence is on the front burner from the intellectual ones that feel like it's going to be the answer for mankind's woes. They have <clears throat> developed computers that work together, that create um, information, and they claim that within a few years it will surpass the mind of men. There will be no answer too vast they can't answer. Well, it's somewhat scary in the sense that, whoa, what's that going to mean to the common person who has no Christ base, who is dependent only on the state or the, the machines or, you know, the, uh, <clears throat> in the technology. So my question today to you as we discuss this thought, artificial intelligence is, it comes from the mind of man, the wisdom of man, the discoveries that they have uh, gleaned from God's wisdom. Spirit, the scripture says that every good and perfect thing comes from the Father above. Those revelations that are coming come from his heart. They're inventions that improve our life. <clears throat> what would we do without you know, our telephone, our TV, our automobile, our automatic transmission. <laughs> I saw a sign on the back of a car and on Facebook the other day, and, and it said um, millennial um, something to do about not being able to steal this car because it's got a manual transmission. Sad to say that I understand that's very true, that a lot of millennials don't know how to shift a gear. Well, that's a side issue. This artificial intelligence is set to take over the human mind. And in some future date, they want to put a transmitter in your head and so forth. Sounds very uh, science, science fiction, but it's becoming very real. So what does the church do? What do we as Christians do? We are already 
locked into our telephone or iPhones. We're already addicted to the comforts around us that have all kinds of electronics. The computer is in front of us quite a bit of the day. I'm sitting in front of one as I talk to you. Some of you are watching and sitting in front of an iPhone or a computer. God gives us these things to communicate the gospel and to improve our life, but not to dominate us. So there's a certainly a group of people that have no God, that they're a God unto themselves. And so they create a God, <laughs> which is intelligence and, the, you know, the uh, technological world. They believe they're greater than God. I was... Musing on this today and thought about what the Beatles made a statement back in their heyday. They made a statement one day, we're bigger than Jesus Christ himself. Well, that's certainly not true, wasn't true then. And we have seen what has developed out of their lives as time went on. So these men and women that are on that type of intellectual snobbery that has a godless base to it feel like they are going to dominate the world through this type of thing my challenge and my spiritual prod to you as a believer is the mind of christ scripture tells us that we have the mind of christ in first corinthians 2 16 it makes that statement let me read uh, out of the Amplified in Colossians 3 and 16. <clears throat> Let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and minds. Now, this is the key. This is the secret of not being dominated by world's influence. Now, set aside the um, artificial intelligent machine, but Put in its place all the things that try to dominate us. Entertainment, um, all the world's styles and systems and customs, all those things that press in on us to try to form us into another person beside a Jesus person having the mind of Christ. This is the pressure we have all the time. Paul said that he called it the superfluity of naughtiness. It, in other words, the overspray of the world, just like dust that settles on us, that begins to shape our thinking. Our young people, and perhaps, well, mostly young in the colleges, universities, even 50 years ago, maybe longer, they begin to bend the mind toward a godless thought process where they begin to challenge our Christian teenagers and young people <clears throat> on their faith and on their trust in God. And the professors would argue and, and humiliate them and make fun of them in class. That's gone on now to where now they're trying to convince us that we are a different type of sex just because we say we are. All you have to do is just say it, and you are. Or if you feel it, you are. So what they've done, they've taken away 
the God who has created male and female. They've taken away the God who has given us a personality and a personhood. And we have been created by our creator. Our early foundational truths and laws in our nation, they use the term, you're you're, you're in, you, you have been endowed by your creator. That's a term they used in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. You have been endowed. These rights have been endowed by your creator. Now, one of them was freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of thought. If this artificial intelligence, which is already working, by the way, there's a... Uh, there's a new app that you can get on your iPhone that is artificial intelligence in its beginning form. And you can ask any question you want and it will give you an answer. Just like, just like um, the automatic ones where you ask you know, your computer and it'll answer you. And it will write you a story. It will give you uh, all kinds of information that you wouldn't even come up you wouldn't be able to come up with on your own without some serious study. Now, those are wonderful helps if they're kept within the realm of tools and not masters. So where my brain stops working and stops thinking. I had a, uh, a Christian book route early on in my ministry where we were working in Portland. I had a side job. I would take Christian books and put them in stores. And then I had to figure up what the bill was so I could turn the bill in to the store owner. Well, I bought myself my first uh, calculator. It cost me $110 for this something I can get now for five. Anyway, I began to work that calculator to the point to where I forgot how to add, add and subtract in my mind. Now, I could still do it, but it got, became dusty and rusty and slow. And it was so much easier just to punch that in. That's the way it, com it, be it comes when you don't fill your spiritual mind with the word of God. You begin to fill it with the overspray of the world. You begin to fill it with the thoughts of the world. And then the doubts that come intermingled with the thoughts of the world and the society of the world. Did God really tell you not to eat of this tree? Ooh, that sounds familiar. Are you sure God said he would heal the sick? Did he, did, did, did he really mean it for today? Maybe that's all gone. Maybe all the miracles are gone. Maybe all the healings are gone. Well, there's no prophets left in the in the church anymore. We don't need prophets. We've got the Bible after all. Nobody needs to speak in tongues now. That was just for that day. Does that sound familiar? That comes out of the church. Those are things that weave into our thinking until it dulls our spiritual acts and we can't cut the tree or cut the wood like we should, you know. Now, what do we do about that? This verse here in the, the 16th verse of Colossians 3, amplified. Let the word spoken by the Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and mind and dwell in you richly 
as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. Now, that's a that's a picture of you and I exercising our minds and our spirits together. We are not just mind dumb, dead or blank, and we're just so spiritually, you know, in heaven. We don't think. God gave us a brain to process revelation. God gave us a mind to think on the good things of God. I love Philippians 4, 8, it says, think on these things. So it says, whatsoever things are good and, and pure and honest and virtuous, think on these things. Sometimes you need to just stop and think. Sit, put your feet up on a cushion, you know, ottoman, get a cup of warm coffee or, you know, cold juice and Think about your life. Think about the word of God. Think about your children. Think about the problem and how to solve it. Let your mind operate and think. They tell me, even in the, even with a, an a action movie with a lot of go and, his, you know, scary stuff and thrills, all the movies that you may like, they, st- they say that your mind just shuts down and doesn't think. It doesn't exercise any kind of reasoning, calculating imagination. This is what has happened to, a ge- to generations now of people who have been programmed just to watch other things happen. What do we do about that? We meditate upon the word day and night. We fill our minds with the voice of Jesus Christ through the scriptures, through meditation, through prayer, through singing psalms and and songs and hymns and melodies in our heart. A melody in your heart is something you make up. It's it's called a spiritual ode or oday. We just make up songs. Little children do that. I've got a whole house full of little grandkids. And they just come up with songs and they have rhythm and they'll hear them singing some song they put together. It's a, it's an ode. Well, we have spiritual odes or odes and we sing about the glory of God. That's what David did. And the writers of the Psalms, they sang Psalms or songs and they wrote them down. We have a whole book of them. I challenge you today as we head into our our uh, new week ahead of us to put your mind in the mind of God let the mind of Christ be in you if you don't this artificial intelligence will woo and suck you into a world of hurt your mind will just go kind of kind of sleepy and you'll say yes to everything that comes along because it's just accepted and everybody's doing it and there'll be a programmer somewhere that will tell you how to think and what to buy and where to go and who to marry and you know who to run with don't do it you are a believer you are a born again you are a new creature you're not of this world don't let this world capture your mind and the only way to protect it 
is fill it with the word of God. An old illustration I use often is the fellow that had a, had trouble with liquor. He didn't want to drink, but he had a problem, didn't seem to be able to quit. One day, he runs into the cafe and says, give me a glass of buttermilk. And he took that buttermilk and he drank it until he was running down his cheeks. Give me another one. By the fourth glass of buttermilk, the man behind the counter says, what in the world are you doing? He said, well, I had this desire to drink liquor, but I figured if I was filled up with buttermilk, there'd be no room for it. Well, silly illustration, but it brings the point. If you'll fill your mind with the word of God, there won't be room for doubt, won't be room for fear, won't be room for someone to manipulate you through this whole craziness they're pushing on us with this artificial intelligence, with computer mastering everything. Let your mind be independently connected to God himself. Love you all. I love the opportunity on these Sunday nights and on these morning times we have, which we'll, we will see you in the morning again as we kick off a glorious week. This is going to be the best week of my life. Amen. Well, David said it. This is the day the Lord hath made. Well, I'm saying this is my week to shine. This is my week to fill my mind with the word of God and to let my mind release the, you know, the revelation of God. Amen. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, like us on Facebook. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial gift, do it through PayPal or the address in the notes below. We love you all. We pray for you often and love seeing you in some of our special meetings that we get to. Until tomorrow morning, I will say this. Let your mind be filled with God's buttermilk. Amen.